Hello and welcome to Too Fit to Be Tied. Where we talk about health from a variety of perspectives. Emotional health. Mental health. Physical health. And spiritual health. My name is Jerome. And I'm your co-host, Constance. All right, so we're back on Too Fit to Be Tied with part two of your journey. And just to, I guess, sort of recap, in, in part one, we looked at uh, your parents and grandparents, their upbringing, mm-hmm. your upbringing, how your parents treated you. Um, you know, we had that sort of thought about um, your relationship resembling your parent with whom you've had the most unfinished business. And you realized, not at the time that you were together, but later that your first husband was essentially your mother. Yep. And where we left off, you guys had been together for seven years, and then you met your second ex-husband. Well, I needed a life raft. You needed a life raft. Okay, so you were going to tell us something. Yeah. I needed a life you raft. Said, you said people, okay, that's what, okay, so you tell people that that's what, you, you needed a life raft to get out of. Yes. Oh, got I it. I needed okay. a life raft to get out of my first relationship. Okay, elaborate on that. what I knew I needed, okay. or, or I thought I should say I needed, because I didn't have, remember, I didn't have self-worth, right? I had self-esteem, I didn't have self-worth. I didn't think that I was worthy enough to find a job that could support me, to find a, you know, I, I, I felt like I needed somebody to save me. Uh, and so in comes this second, let's call him husband. Now, I dated him for a while for a good three Let's months. call him husband. Let's call him husband number two. Okay. Well, he was husband number two. So, we're, I mean, yeah, we're not no, just. We're not just calling it. He yeah, was. Yeah, okay, he, okay. I, I just wanted to be clear. We don't need for, to drive it home, Jerome, to I, the audience, okay? I just, I just wanted to. It's not to, a badge of honor. No, I just, people <laughs> might go, did what, did she really marry the guy uh, or did yeah, she just I actually really pretend did. that? Yeah, okay. okay. So. Mm. So you, you needed a life raft. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And this helped, but, this helped me. This was a, this was my, and I, I lived on my own. I mean, I went and moved into a, mm-hmm. an apartment on my own. Meanwhile, this apartment was like coughing up raw sewage every single time it rained into wow. the entire apartment. Like not just like, oh, a little bit in the toilet and in the bathtub and in the sink. No, no. Like coughed up. It's like a it's like a ground. It was level a garden or apartment. Okay. Yes. It was a wow. little garden apartment. I was so I'll never forget this time I I moved in. I was like, I did it. I got out. I did it. Look at me. Like I was so proud of myself. And um, I was going to be friends with my ex-husband. It was going to be great. We we're going to be great co-parents. And then raw sewage started coming up this apartment. I was sick all the time. Um, I could not, I couldn't afford to, well, first of all, I had a, a car that my ex stopped paying on, unbeknownst to me, um, wow. while so, we were still married. So they, like, repossessed it? Uh, there was, there was a, there was a f- couple phone calls and ma- a couple mailers, and I had to, find the money to um, pay for that car. I also had the IRS contact me because he filed taxes um, without me, and he took the uh, return. 
And so I owed back taxes and I had to come up with a payment plan for the IRS. It was almost like if the world could come crumbling down, that's exactly what was happening. My biggest fear was not being able to afford my own life because I never had to do that, you know, and it was happening. So meanwhile, I'm still trying to be friends with him Mm -hmm. and he is just truly trying to ruin me because he was retaliating. Wow. And I was still okay. trying to be friends because, and I did deserve it. In my mind, I deserved all of that. Um, did, did I know you at this time? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you knew. I, me. I, well, I didn't know any of this was going on. Of course, no, I mean, we weren't. Course, we I weren't that. I didn't come cook. to work, and when you said, "How are you?" I wasn't like, "Well, my car might be were, were you teaching at, were, you, were you teaching at that yes, time? Yes, I was okay. managing, and you were working at that place. At in Oak Park. Where? The place at in F- Oak Park. F- F- Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to say what. What's that? <laughs> yeah, we don't have to say what it is. Okay. No, yeah. I just, I, um, oh, yeah. Wow. But oh, no man. one would have ever known I was going through all that. And um, I remember one time I literally didn't know how I was going to eat. I'm not, actually, not a lot of people know this story. I, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I had, I had to pay for this car, right? I had to pay for the IRS. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I had a friend move in with me, a gr- girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we shared a three-bedroom apartment. My daughter slept this, in my room. Is this the garden apartment? Yes. Still? Okay, the this one is with the, the sewage. sewage. Yep. Okay, the sewage. She slept in another, and she had her own room. I slept with my daughter in my room. And I was like, I would wake up in the middle of the night and think, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen to me? And I needed I needed more income. The, the income I made at the health club, I couldn't work anymore because I would lose hours with my daughter. Um... And so I had to get a second job. And so I worked, there was a restaurant underneath the health club. Now this is the most fucked up thing because I worked for the health club during the day, most of the time. Yeah. And then underneath was a restaurant bar and I worked there as a server. And I was treated <laughs> wait, wait like complete shit as a server. Like complete shit. What, wait, what bar was this? Was it, uh, can we say it? I don't I know. Don't know. Well, you, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I would see clients. You know how oh my I am God. a fitness professional. Like, yeah. you know, oh, there's my client. And I would actually, I mean, I really made the best of it. I'd be like, I'm sorry, you can't eat that. You know, you can't eat that. And they'd be like, shit, all right, I, what can I eat? I'm like, you could have the grilled chicken. They'd be like, all right. So did, kind of sometimes, honestly, did, in a way, I was like. Did you get good tips from these people No, at least? I got terrible. Well, maybe if I knew the people, but I got, I remember getting stiffed many times it was the it was horror it was ho- horrible horrible experience wow. i don't even think people that are close to me know this story oh my because god it's like something okay. i tried to put out of my memory so yes um fitness I, I don't think by day and waitress by night and it was uh humiliating humiliating um i barely slept i was sick all the time and i was like something needs to change and at the time i'm dating husband number two who was just a boyfriend and he knew, he knew I was struggling, and he was like, just move into my house. Like, you're sick all the time. You're, you can't have a child living in your mm-hmm. bed, in your apartment with this other girl who sometimes, to be honest, I would come home, and I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy sitting on my couch Wow. with his guitar? And she's like, oh, I met him on um, Plenty of Fish. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. This guys you meet on a dating app cannot come to my house. I have a, you have a kid child. living here. Yeah. Like, No. And so she didn't see the problem with it. And I was like, I have to get out of here. Wow. And so, of course, I needed that life raft. Okay, and so 
I'm gonna I'm gonna just back up a little bit. And you say life raft. Yes. Um, but you you thought of him as more than a life raft. You you didn't think, oh my God, here's my ticket out. Mm-hmm. You actually had feelings for him and thought. But did I, or did I just need something? Well, okay. I don't know. Well, well, okay. Well, I'm because I'm good at convincing myself that I that I'm in it, and I'm I'm in I'm I love this person, right? But I needed at the time. Remember, I'm very young. Okay, so let's. Okay, I'm going to touch I, on a couple couple things. So, yeah. so you did you did you really love him, care for him, or I mean, you can think that you do, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I guess I guess to. You I know, think I, I guess I'm trying yes. to help okay. your image I, a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want to. Oh, I don't no, want no, people no. to like think I'm, that you're like, well, here's a sucker. He's a no, raft. No, no, I'm going to no, get no, out no. of my. Oh my god, my, not at my, all. My you're thing. right. No, no, I wasn't um, thinking that at all. Yeah, you're right. And, and I'm secondly, just asking, I'm I'm proposing that maybe I just chose this person because at the time I was in need, not yeah. to use them, but, but maybe that's why I made that choice. Maybe had I not mm-hmm. needed the person in a way, maybe I would have made a different choice. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's not that I was using the person. Okay. Not at all. And we had a relationship and we definitely, I, remember, I have was I, I hadn't really gone through much therapy. I didn't know, I was very closed off. You know, I didn't, I wasn't able to open my heart to somebody. So he was the perfect person. And how long were you together before you moved in? Like three, uh, God, maybe a year and a half. Okay, so a year and a half. So you I weren't like, know. okay, so, so you weren't like, if you were looking for just a right. life raft, okay, you'd have gone, okay, well, after a month, this dude's got a house. He didn't ask me to move in. I'm going to try to find an actual okay. way out. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's not um, like I was like, I hate this person and I just need their, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, yeah correct. Yeah. Correct. But I will tell I'm, you. I'm, you know, I, I know this. I'm just saying for people just to just to no, no, make it clear. Good. Make me, yeah. You're right. I, I sometimes make myself look way worse than I should. Um, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. But um, he, here's the thing. I saw potential in him. I saw so much potential. I thought he was like a go-getter and smart and had all these, you know, a potential goals. And like, I saw so much in him. And that is the problem. I didn't see, truly see him. I saw what I thought he could be. Oh, interesting. And so that is a, that's very poignant. I want you, I want the audience to know that because I didn't take him for who he was. I just knew, God, he could be so much, and he could do so many things, and he's smart, and he is good with money, and he can, you know, like, that was, those things were important. Like, he could be a good provider, and, you know, all of these things, right? And most of our, remember, I missed out on a lot of my young teenage, well, older teenage kind of college years. So a lot of our relationship, he was a nightclub DJ, I would be out. You know, when I didn't have my daughter and I'd be out drinking the, and partying. Yeah. So not really the best way to start a relationship. Um, how how does he fit into so when you talk about we went all the way back to your in the first episode, we talked about your first boyfriend. He was too nice, got rid of that dude, you're yep. dating the bad boy slash loser, but had to be sort of hot, I think is okay, how yeah. we would sum it up. Yeah. Um how does he fit into that sort of, uh, wh- where does he fit into that, into that uh, sort of structure? Well. Bad boy? No. Uh, I mean, he's a DJ, so, like, he's kind of okay. cool, right? Okay. Like, I'm okay. with the DJ. I'm kind of cool. I don't have to wait in lines. Okay. You know, like, yeah. we start working together, and, like, okay. you know, people think we're amazing, and we're this great couple and this power, like, duo. 
So there's this image there that was people think you are. Were you were you were you at one point and then we're not? Okay, okay. We worked really well together, and I think people saw that and you know whatever. Um, But here's what I will tell you is probably the thing I was attracted to most, which was his lack of self worth because my lack of self worth. It was almost like a magnet for his lack of self-worth. Does that make sense? Yes. We, I, I mean, you, you find, you know, I was watching the show and we, we should, I don't know, at some point, maybe we'll talk about this show if we talk about another show. And then it was interesting in the, in the show, the guy is, has got some problems and he finds, you know, these people who have problems and he goes damaged, finds damaged, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. there's like a, there's like a internal sort of, Radar, you go, that okay, that, that person, that person is. That works. is it. And so when, um, when you say, I love you to somebody, mm-hmm. first of all, you only can love at your capacity. I don't have very much of a capacity. My capacity was the size of my tiny little palm, okay? And his mm-hmm. capacity was the size of his tiny little palm. Yeah. And so it seemed like a great match. Yeah, but you, you you aren't thinking about that consciously. No, no, no. I'm telling it, you this it, now. That you, right, right. That's okay. This so is again, after just copious amounts of work. Yeah, again, at the just, time, I'm again, just like, just oh my god, he's so fun. Like he was fun. Like the first the first husband, super not fun. Like the most boring person. Only wants to talk about politics, like mm-hmm. hardcore politics. So not fun. Like I'd be okay. at dinner, like at, like should I jump off this building or should I just poison myself? Like which one should I do to get out of this horrible dinner or relationship? Because he was so boring. Okay. And so now I'm with the DJ. Like, this is super fun. (laughs) I am having fun. You went to the opposite end of the spectrum. I did. But really, did I? Because let's, yeah. uh, uh, On the surface, the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, And people would ask me all the time, what do you see in him? And I would be like, I couldn't tell you. It was like, like I said, it was, I I identified (laughs) with him. Like, we had a similar common thread, and it okay. was that lack of self-worth. Okay. Now, and now you can see that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know said, that. People, people said, what do you see in him? Yes. I mean, that's a little bit insulting. That's like. <laughs> well, he was, like, very some, jittery if, and anxious and, like, If, if somebody says, what do you see in that person, what they are implying is you shouldn't see right. anything in that person. And I'd be like, oh, he's just, you know, fun and. Um, he's just, he was, you know what I would always say, I would always give the excuse. He's just a little immature. And I, that was his immaturity or lack of maturity was the excuse for a lot of his behavior. The excuse that you made for a lot of his behavior. Oh yeah. The excuse that I made. Yeah. At the time. Yes. Okay. Um, so you talk about, I just want to circle back on, Mm -hmm. you talked about, you saw potential. Yes. And to this day, I still see potential that isn't there. In him or just in general? In him. Okay. So you see potential that isn't there. Yes. Like, I think he could be so much more than he is, and mm-hmm. he just doesn't see it. Okay. Well, you know, I think in uh, – I don't, this may be another episode, too. Mm-hmm. We may have to come back to this. But I think in potential, like, you know, sometimes we get with people, and then we see what they could be. Yeah, that was or, it. Or you see what, what we could be together. Yes. And it's like you – know, now I'm like – Called if, also AKA if, fantasy world. Yeah, it's like if you don't, if you don't, if that shit isn't. Yeah, if it's, if not, it's, if it's not there right, right now, now yep. you have no reason to believe that it's ever going to be be there. Yep, exactly. Um, okay, all right. So, so um, husband number two, mm-hmm. 
Um, so three years go by, we get married, and then we end up having, you know, my son. And just it, we, you know what? I can, I can. Here's what I can tell you. There was a lot of. Okay, let's back up for a yeah. second. Okay, so three years you're together. Yeah. Um, what were those three years like? Did you go? Oh, we were yes. in therapy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We started therapy when we were dating. Wow. Okay. <laughs> because we would have such epic fights. And the therapist would try to help us through it. She was a parts therapist, and she would tell us about like a, our a parts. What? parts. So, like, you have parts. Like, you might have a firefighter part. You might have a child, a little oh, oh, boy God, part, God. Or a little girl part. You might have, um, you know, your protector part. And so mm-hmm. we would have to. We thought we thought she was nuts, but she actually did help us. She she was a little out there, but I'd be like, my firefighter does not like when you say <laughs> this. And then I'd be. She'd be like, what color? Is your part, and I'd be like, ah, red, because like firefighting, you know, red. Oh, oh, because oh, I was gonna say because he's mad. <laughs> oh, that yeah, okay. could be that. I was just okay. like, because like firefighting, firefighters are usually wearing red. Um, and then she would be like, and what? Where is that part in your body? And I mean, he would be looking at me across the couch, like, how much is this? And I'd yeah. be like, um, in my eyeball. <laughs> And like I'd say shit like off did, the wall. Did you really feel that? Yeah, because you don't. I don't, you don't know. know. I'm like, right. I okay. don't know in my eyeball. Okay, well, I would have to close my eyes and I have to tell the firefighter to take a step back. And then I'd be like, and then she'd be like, "Did you tell them?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, t- I told them." All right, did you did you tell her? What did she say? I'd be like, she said okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm making shit up. <laughs> I'm like, this woman's. Cr- she literally smoked something before she saw us. Um. But oh she God. did, I will tell okay. you, she Wait. did help. What we got to do mm-hmm. is go in there and see this person. I, I, we got to, I need, we need to do an episode on this. Just oh, pretend. Maybe I could contact just, her and make, and ask her if she'd be a guest. I, um, I have to think of her name. Um, uh, we, she, well, we just kind of made fun of her. I don't know. I know. Okay. Wait, okay. So let's uh, put the brakes on for a second. Okay. So, so uh, in the first three years, how long were you together before you went to therapy? I don't the first know. Maybe time? like two years, let's say. Okay. And we were, we literally went and we were like, should we not get married? Like, tell us. And she was like, no, it was actually her fault. Honestly. She's like, I think you guys are doing better. I think you guys are okay. And we were like, all right, I guess we'll get married. Wow. And, and internally, did you have any doubts? Did, did you have any like red flags or anything that were like, uh, honestly, I wish I could tell you I did, but I didn't. I really didn't. Um, okay. Uh, how does, so, so. First husband, your mother. Yes. Second husband. Oh, she—he's my mother too. Real okay. Oh, okay. He's my, he ends up becoming my mother. I didn't know it, but yeah, but definitely becomes my mother. Becomes your mother. Uh, was always your mother and just didn't show it, or morphed into something. Well, he—he he always was. He just—you just had not seen. You know, it. a lot of it was when we first were together. He had a great career and he was doing well and he was being giving all these accolades at work and you know uh, his DJing. He was like this super. You know, you know people would be like bowing down to him because he was such a great DJ that night. Like mm-hmm. super dope set, dude. You know, and yeah. like he was like he thrived off of that. Okay. And then he lost his job, and then the market crashed, and then DJing wasn't doing well at all, and they weren't paying well, and clubs were closed um, after the housing market crashed, and no one had money. So there went nightclubs. And so that was like, holy shit, my life just changed. Like, he morphed into who he really was, if that makes sense. 
It's like all of these things were feeding his ego. So he wasn't as horrible in, in a sense as he was when all he was stripped of his, I don't know if you call it manhood or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, just, yeah, career. Like how the way he this, identified himself. He was stripped of his source of self-esteem or self-worth, one of the two. Right. His, his way that he saw himself was based on his job and his DJing. And then once that went away, he... And it was his day job. He had a day job, too. The day job, like, when he got fired, and, like, that just crushed him. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he did something actually wrong. Um, okay. And he was just, like, like, felt like such a victim. It was the first time I saw him just feel so victimized. And then the same thing with the DJing. Like, he actually blamed me for not getting DJ gigs. Because he was like, you just didn't want me to DJ. I'm like, uh, what? Like, He's like I want you to make as much money as possible, dude. I was like, uh, I he to people. this day will still blame me for both of those things that went wrong. I mean, I was blamed for he, many he things. blamed you for getting fired from the day job? He blamed me for, not for that, but um, he actually did get another job at a health club. Um, and the one above the restaurant. Okay. And, um... He got fired there because I was opening my own fitness studio in the same area. And they said, because your wife is opening a studio, we have to let you go because we think it's a conflict of interest. I did not hear the end of that. It was my fault. And I'm like, wow. yeah. So I took the blame for a lot of his quote unquote failures. Mm-hmm. And I hate to use that word because it sounds mean, but like a lot of his failures were my fault. And remember, I'm, I, come from a, I come from a family where everything is your fault. And consequences are big, you know? Like, so, so how did that hit you? Were you like, fuck you, that's not my fault? Or were you like, uh, or you, you just... I was very much like, well, you know, you can just do better. And like, maybe this is a blessing. And maybe God wants you to... Mean, mean, meanwhile, I'm freaking married to basically an atheist. So I don't know where I was thinking, you know? Because he didn't, <laughs> I don't even think he really even believed in, in God. So okay. here I am, like, but God wants you to do something bigger and better. Have you ever thought about that, you know? And so he worked for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which okay. was bigger and better, if you ask me. Yep. Um, and, and to be honest, I never said it was working for me. I wanted him to feel like he was part of it. So when the newspaper would come or the news would come and do a story on us or on me, I always tried to include him. Like, co- oh, I, yeah. I'd be like, please make sure you say co-owners and please. I wanted him to yeah. be a part of it because I never wanted him to feel like he was working for me or underneath me. Yeah, I, I mean that's I mean that's really because when I saw all the what well, that's all the I would see things every now and then like you know a newspaper article. Uh-huh. It sounded like you guys had like partnered on this thing and created it together, and you know. So I mean that's good that you. That I you was did that. very. Try, I tried. I really tried, but. You know, we had these epic fights, which is why we actually went to therapy in the first place. And these fights, over a couple of years, maybe subsided, they got better, but then these fights would just get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, we talked about maid and we talked about abuse, and I didn't know it was abuse until I got out of the relationship. And I was like, oh my God, I was in an abusive situation. Now, remember, did I get punched in the face? Well, no, but there were many other signs of abuse. But you, you also, that was somewhat normal to you. Completely you, normal. You didn't get punched in the face. But, you know, as a kid, you get pushed down the stairs, mm-hmm. you know, an argument mm-hmm. by, you know, mm-hmm. by comparison is, or, or a name calling by comparison is not as bad. 
the way I can describe it is like fight number one, right? Fight number one was, and I remember some of these vividly. It was, um, he would be mad because of something, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know. I ignored him because I was busy watching TV. I didn't hear him talking. Okay, like something very small, like a Mm -hmm. minor in, in, you know, a minor instance. And it would be like, okay, he took the TV and he would shut the TV. You can't watch my TV. Now, remember, I lived in his house, right? His house. I shared my business with this man and acted like he owned part of it, you know? But Mm -hmm. yet, I lived in his house and everything was his. Mm -hmm. And he made sure to tell me these things when we were, when he was mad at me. So it was, you can't watch TV. And I would learn to just be like, okay, I'm not going to watch TV when he's mad at me. No problem. (laughs) I'll go, you know, I'll go listen to music. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh, nope, can't watch TV, second fight. Can't watch TV, also can't listen to music. Okay, so I'm going to just go to bed, right? I'm going to lay in bed. I don't need to watch TV because I know he'll turn it off. So here comes the third fight. I'm not going to watch TV. I'm not going to listen to music. Mm-hmm. And this is how abuse starts. And people listening that have been through it can relate. Because sometimes you can't see, like, how did this begin? But then the third fight comes, okay? Now you can't, now you're going to lay in bed? Okay, he would turn the lights on. You're not allowed to lay in bed without, with the lights off. So guess what? I get used to sleeping with the lights on. So the next fight, I know I'm sleeping with the lights on. And then he would, the, next, the next time, no pillows. No pillows or blankets. So I learned to sleep freezing cold. Sometimes he Holy would actually shit. blast the air conditioning to make sure that I froze. And I, again, I don't think this is abnormal. I am just— You just get up, go to work the next day. And just act like nothing happened. Everything was always swept under the rug because that's what I was. I learned. Yeah. And we wouldn't talk for a couple days, and then maybe he would say he was sorry, um, or maybe I would just ignore it, and we would go. There'd be a holiday, or there'd be a function, and we'd end up going together and like pretending like okay, you know, like the past is the past. So let's just move on. So we never really resolved any of these situations. They just got progressively worse. I remember being in therapy when we were married, and the therapist said. When this happens, you need to get in your car and leave. Leave the house. And I was like, okay, so now I have to leave the house, which, you know, it's two in the morning and I have to leave my house because we don't know how to fight effectively. Well, guess who takes your car keys? He would take my car keys and say, you're not leaving. So now I'm I'm literally a prisoner in my own house. Wow. And I would have to do something so drastic to get him to stop. And sometimes it would be, you know— I mean, I would have to lose my shit. Like, I would take his laptop and be like, I'm throwing it outside. And then he'd be like, oh, my God, you're nuts. You're psychotic. One time I broke the TV with a mug because he would not stop. He wouldn't let me sleep. He had the music. He would blast music, mm-hmm. blast the air conditioner so that I would freeze. No blankets, no pillows. Lock me in a room. Once he locked me in a bathroom. Couldn't get out. I had to, I had to actually physically kick the door down to get out. And then I was the psychotic one. Wow. I broke the TV with a mug. I was the psychotic one. And so my therapist would always say, you have to learn how to control yourself because when you escalate it, he will always make sure that you're the one at fault. And so I had to learn how to just, I had to learn how to live with that abuse without going absolutely insane or committing homicide, to be perfectly honest. Because when you lock somebody in a cage like that, which is sort of what it feels like, you see red, and it is actually very scary. Along with everything else that's underneath that. Because he didn't just lock you in the bathroom. This is like after the remote control. 
and the covers and the air conditioning and the music and the TV and all sorts of things. This, this is building up. So did you guys ever do what your parents did where you didn't talk to each other for oh, six yeah. months? Okay. I'm a master at that. I am okay. a fucking professional ignorer. I grew up in a household where my parents didn't speak for six to eight months. You, no one can top me. Okay. Like, you want to play the silent and, game? And you thought that was just, that's how you do oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's normal. If okay. I'm mad at someone, if I, and I'm sorry, if I was mad at somebody, because that's you, you how don't I got do attention, too. I don't do that now. Yeah. That's how I would get attention. I'll okay. just ignore you. You'll ask me what's wrong, and then I'll tell you, and then we'll get in a huge fight. Somebody's not sleeping tonight. Yeah. Car keys are taken away, and something has to escalate in order for us to stop that cycle of abuse. Okay. Within that fight um and then how did you let's see so okay so we, we we've got the 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 not talking for six to eight months mm-hmm. which is something that you learned from your your parents yes and then how did you learn that okay that is not the way to go well I didn't for a long while and that's why I didn't ever you know people would ask me why didn't you call the police when he would do that I'm like uh hello First of all, like, I wasn't going to be my parents. You know, to me, yeah. that was, like, the epitome of being my parents. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to have some, the cops come to my house. Like, what the hell? What kind of trashy, like, situation is that? I looked very down upon that. That was not something I would ever do. So you, you wanted to also keep up, up appearances. Of course. Well, also, okay. I'm like, I don't know if that shit's in a newspaper. Like, I don't need people saying oh, that about right. my, you know? So, like, I never would do that. I just would figure it out on my own and resolve it somehow within my own home. Or just take the abuse, you know, mm-hmm. and just deal with it. Because that was way better than having somebody know about it. Nobody knew what was going on in my house. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah. So, how, now, how did you get to that, from that point, to where you are now? So, lots and lots and lots of therapy. Because okay. I started going to therapy thinking, why don't I why am I such a horrible wife? Like, why don't I want to... It's your fault. This is my fault. I have yeah. to fix myself, you know? Um, uh, just to jump back in there with... Because um, you mentioned Catholic guilt earlier. Mm-hmm. Does that play into this? Or you think it's more of how oh, yeah. you were raised? I think a lot of it is both, you know? Okay. The, some of it is, I should be grateful that somebody even wants me. That somebody wants to be married to me. And I should be grateful uh, that somebody is here and helping to provide. And, you know, so that's the Catholic that's guilt. self-worth. Also the self-worth. Yes, that's true. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm and, not that great. Mm-hmm. I should be glad that this person wants me. I should. And you should be, you get what you deserve. And so in a way, I didn't feel like I deserved oh, any better. Okay. And I remember. This is what God felt like you should have because of who have. you are. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and there are, you know, good times. And I would dwell on, like, mm-hmm. I would not dwell on the bad times. I would really be like, I was more, I'm more optimistic. So yeah. I'd be like, well, we do have good times. We still have fun. And you know what I mean? And those things would carry me through. That's why I stayed for so long. I think that's why anybody in an abusive situation stays because they think it's going to get better. They think they can handle it. Um, and they try to see the positives. Like there were some positives, you know, but mm-hmm. the negatives started to really start to outweigh the positives. Okay. It started to add up. And I would go to therapy and realize that I would be making progress. I mean, we would have fights and I was just silent. I would never talk back because I didn't want to escalate. I, mm-hmm. I learned how to not, I learned how to de-escalate, but it never worked. He would just go into like nasty, I'm going to pull you into this fight. 
nasty tirades and talk about how monologues about how I was a horrible human being and you're a disgusting person and you know all these horribly I mean I had a girlfriend your your mom again my mother my mother yeah for sure and I had a girlfriend listen to I remember recording one of these fights because I was like I'm getting healthier like maybe I am saying something and he would make things up and I don't know if he'd make them up and believe them or if he just made them up but he'd be like, you were a bitch, and you said this, this, and that. And I'd be like, I never said any of that. So I would record our fights because I wanted to see, like, am I nuts? You know, I started to think I would doubt myself. And I would listen to these fights, and I wouldn't say a word. So I'm like, he's wrong. Um, and I had a girlfriend listen to one of these fights, and she actually started crying. And I was like, why are you crying? And she's like, this is how he speaks to you? And I'm like, that's not how your husband talks to you? And she was like, Constance my worst enemy doesn't talk to me like this. And that was like probably the most eye-opening situation that I have ever been in. And I I remember starting to think, you know what? I need to start talking to people about this. I need to start asking questions. Was was this a person, the girlfriend you had listened mm-hmm. to the tape, was this a person who had seen you? Outside? She wasn't that close. Of, let me put it this way. She wasn't that close of a girlfriend. Because I didn't want to let anyone that close Oh, you kind of had to go outside of the circle. So she had never seen him. She, she had never seen you guys together and thought, oh, my God, they're so great. She and thought then she we hears, were awesome. She thought we were a great couple okay. and like, wow, look, you guys So she had it. seen you together. And yeah, she yeah. Had, okay. Yeah, in, so, a, in a work environment. You okay. Know? Yeah, but, but she had seen you. You know, kind of like we were talking about a few episodes back in May. Like, nobody saw this guy be mean to his, yes. his girlfriend. And so... She's got this image of how you guys are, and then you play this tape, and she's like, holy shit, what is, what's happening? Well, I would play these tapes frequently to different people. People, I started opening up to, like, my sister. She didn't really know all I mean, she would come and visit because she lived out of town, and she would see some things and be like, what the hell? I mean, she saw him lose his shit one time and just start screaming um, because he the, burned the his toast. toast. <laughs> and she was like, this is how you live. So all these little things, I started to like, honestly, just open my eyes and be like, oh my God, this is not normal. Like Mm -hmm. I am in a real fucked up situation here. And I would ask people, can you listen to this? Like, does this sound, people that were close enough to me that I could trust, does this sound like your relationship? And I mean, people were just dumbfounded. Like, how could you, one of the strongest women that we know, endure this kind of abuse. And abuse was the word that everybody used. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what? Like, I'm a victim of abuse? No. Like, did, me? Did you believe it the first time you heard it? No. It took a, a while. It took several people to say this. And you go, you, When you keep maybe, hearing the same thing over and over, you yeah. start to be like, wait a minute, maybe yeah. they're on to something. Right. And so, you know, all of these things happened. And, you know, I think I, we talked about the energy healing. And I did all of that. I did so much work on myself, so much work, to where I was like, wait a second. I actually am a loving, amazing human being. I remember my mm-hmm. sister having a conversation with me. And she was like, you're, uh, like, amazing and smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I am? And you're a good mother. I'm like, I am? And she's like, yeah, you didn't know any of that? I'm like, oh. <gasps> what I am. Like I was, it was, it was one of, it sounds ridiculous, but it was the first time in my life that I was like, oh my God, she's right. No, you, you had been given this image of yourself. And like you said earlier, you can make yourself believe anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And if somebody, if somebody else makes you believe it from the time you're a child, you have no problem holding on to that perception of yourself or, or that, that um, image of yourself as, right. as an adult. 
you know, and so you were working from the premise that you were this terrible person, you know, and now you, you start to, you start to see it. So how long do you think was the journey? Because, um, well, first of all, you know, we, we talk, you know, about these things and you read books and you watch some of these programs and just because you are aware of something doesn't mean that you internalize it, right? So I can, I can read a book about, you know, abuse and go, oh my God, that's happening to me. But there's something about knowing it intellectually versus really internalizing it and believing it. What was it like and how long was the journey from the point where you started to, where you first understood this was abuse to where you are now? Oh my God, now? Right now where I'm at? No, no. How long was the journey? Yeah, I know. Yeah. From then till now? Yeah. I mean, because that's like a world of difference, but... Um, but I, I guess I guess the point is, I mean, I, I think I sort of... It's not, no, it's not like you overnight. You don't read a book and go, oh my God, I got it now. You don't also just leave somebody yeah. and say, no more, fuck this shit, and then you just somehow are healthy and you don't go find another fucked up relationship. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, so it's taken a long time. So I would say... I mean, from then until now, it's been three years, but that's not, no, it's been like four, I don't know, four years, but that's not in, you know, uh, it's, there's just so much that has happened in four years. It's so hard to even describe. And for most people, I think it could take a lot longer than four years. This is a journey, like a real journey. Um, It's not like an overnight fix. And as we know, you know, I left this relationship and ended up with some other psychotic lunatic who was actually legitimately like I would call him um, the freaking swindler because he was <laughs> the swindler. But okay, boyfriend number one. You know uh-huh. I was in a bad place. So when you're finding people, when you're finding, you know, men in my case, in, in a when you're in a bad place. I mean, I was going through a horrible, horrible divorce with this second ex husband, as I did the first. Um, it. These men want to ruin you. They feel like you left them and you're mm-hmm. going to pay. I mean, you look at them sideways, you're going to pay. So con- yeah. imagine when you really do something that affects their ego. Oh, and that, you're going to pay for... Well, I'm going to pay for years to come. No, no. I mean, I mean, you paid for, I don't know, for with the uh, not being able to watch TV. Uh-huh. You know, you oh, want to divorce is, me now. Oh, shit's going to go down. You thought that down. was bad? Wait, and he would tell me, I will ruin you financially. I will ruin you emotionally. I will ruin you in the courts. And he has tried every time. I'm like, listen, like, listen, fucker. You people don't know where I came from. You never met my parents. You don't know what I endured as a little girl. There Mm -hmm. is nothing that you can do to me as a grown adult that could ever replicate the shit I went through as a kid. And honestly, in a way, I'm such a strong person and I have so much grit because mm. of the things that I've been through. So, like, yeah. this guy thinks he's going to, you know what I mean? Like, dude, you have no idea. Yeah, I mean. I've, I've, been, I've been raised and conditioned <laughs> for this bullshit. You, you've been forged. Like, what are the, the guys that would, like, beat the, uh, the swords with the, uh, with the hammer. <laughs> and they yep. dip it in water and put it in fire again. You were, like, fucking forged. Because you're telling me about, you know, I didn't know when you, when you were work, working at the gym. And then, uh. And, and the restaurant. No. Nope. Like, I I mean. Serving had, tater tots underneath. Uh, <laughs> You're teaching I, a step class and I'm fucking serving tater tots well, and shit. I mean, my, my, you know, I never, I had no, 
I had no. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to think about that because no, you had um, no idea. I mean, what we didn't we didn't hang out really. Even that, if we did, you would have never known. Nobody but, knew any of my shit. But I, I never, I never got any. You know, it's not like oh my gosh, she looks like she's having a hard time. You, no, you were just like super professional, and you know, and that's. I mean, I, I have. Thank you. That's much very sweet. Thank more you. respect for you. Thank you. Now for being Thank able you. to handle that because that's a, and sewage coming up. That's a that's a. I mean that that's I, a lot. I have a, a crazy roommate. I mean that. Oh god. And I a just, divorce at the same time. I mean, a lot of people would just like. A car. Don't forget the repossession. Oh, pretend, oh the repossession the, of the potential car. repossession of the car. Yeah. Oh my god! Legal battles, but my husband, my ex-husband, was trying to take custody of my daughter. It was like you just keep toppling things over and over and over. You know, it's like it was really, it was really hard. Um, that was a really, really tough time in my life. But no, nobody would have known mm-hmm. because I also wasn't vulnerable, and I wouldn't let anybody in. I wouldn't let anyone know. Um, and you know, it's it's like I've been through this so many times. Like nothing, this isn't going to phase me this time. And no one knows now. Some of oh, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Many people don't know some of the just shit that I'm going through co-parenting, and it's like mm-hmm. or what I've been through from the divorce. You know. Yeah. This guy really did try to ruin me. Um, and, you know, it was hard. It was very hard. I had a, a, a really uphill battle legally um, because of one of our epic fights. And it was a year of complete hell. But you know what? It's, that stuff is all over. And I know, I'm not saying I'm healed. Because is, that, is that where the, the picture came from? That's where the picture came okay, from. Okay, all yes. right. Yep. All right. The, the, it, the famous picture. Maybe one oh. day if I get drunk enough, I could talk about it. Okay, all right. Um, um, and I. It's not. It's not a bad picture. Just you know, people think the worst. I just. Um, but. No, uh, no, it's and, not and like I, I was clothed. And, <laughs> <laughs> if that's where your mind's going, yeah. it's a long you know, story. I'm just, again, I'm just looking out for you. Yes. Um, so thank you. You know, and I, I think you know the, one of some of the things like we were touching on before is, um, you know, I think people think, oh well, you read this book, so now you should know. Mm-hmm. Or if you've got a, you know, somebody that you're, you have a loved one and you go, well, I told them and then now they should know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that go, well, well, why would you do that? And it's like, and my, and my, my thought is almost like, exactly. Why would somebody voluntarily do that? I mean, it, it goes much deeper than just saying, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or, right. oh, you should, you know, think better of yourself or, oh, you shouldn't put up with that. I mean, you know, the things that you talked about with your childhood, I mean, those, that's the reason why, those are the reasons why, you know, people end up in these relationships long-term, right. you know? And so for somebody to go, well, oh, you shouldn't do that. Or I told them they should leave that Or they're person. so stupid. Or they're or, so stupid. Yes. Yeah. And it's like you, your journey as you're talking, it's like you've been through this mother, married your mother, married your mother again, get out of the relationship, you're starting to learn, but you still don't know everything and you haven't internalized everything. And so there's still a lot of journey left. As I'm looking at it from the outside with, with your story and people who have similar stories, if this is your story, don't be hard on yourself if you don't figure it out right away. And if you don't all of a sudden make a, you know, if you see yourself in that right. relationship again, and if you're a friend or loved one of that person, listen to this story and go, Oh, I get. I'm. I'm starting to understand this now, and it's not as easy as it seems to me from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you haven't had that toxic upbringing, you don't know what that's like. No, you don't, and you don't um, understand 
the you don't understand the effects that it really has long term and 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 the amount the massive amount of healing it takes reading one or two books or going to a couple therapy sessions isn't going to cut it you mm-hmm. really have to work on yourself and some of my main issue was my self-worth like mm-hmm. why didn't i feel worthy enough to have somebody who was genuinely a good person and nice to me and mm-hmm. why was it why did everything have to feel like a roller coaster and that was one of the things like i lived in a state of fight or flight mm-hmm. so when we had ups and downs and ups and downs and most normal quote unquote people would look at into my relationship and be like why you're in an emotional roller coaster like mm-hmm. how do you crazy. think how do you think that's normal yeah. well that is that was that what was I, normal for you i grew up that way yeah so i didn't understand riding a train you right, know right, yeah riding mm-hmm. a train seemed uh, weird and yeah. boring uh-huh. And so I only knew love bombing and abuse, love bombing and abuse, love bombing and abuse. And so when you finally get off that roller coaster, that love mm-hmm. bombing slash abuse roller coaster, and you find somebody sitting on a train next to you holding your hand, mm-hmm. it's weird and it's different, but it's amazing. And you can only appreciate that once you've been through, honestly, hell and back. And you realize what it is within you that you've had to fix. Well, and you consciously try to, to, to do it. Okay, so you, you've got the train and you've got the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the train, you get on the train, you sit down. You know, maybe it's a scenic ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when the train is going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know where you're going. You know when you're going to get there. And you get to where you want to be at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. The roller coaster... There's some ups and downs. You probably just going to be some screaming, some throwing up. And when you get off the roller coaster, you're right back where you started. Yes. That was right? good. You know? It's so true. So It's so um, true. And you have to parent that part. There, remember I talked about the firefighter and that there's a little girl mm-hmm. or a little boy or, you know, depending. Or there, this little girl that I have to keep telling and now I don't, ha- I don't have to as frequently because I've mm-hmm. done the work. Mm-hmm. I had to keep telling, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. You're okay. You can do this. You know, you are worth more than what you're settling for. And, yeah. and it is better to be alone than mm-hmm. to be with somebody who's constantly maneuvering the roller coaster. And so oh, absolutely. a yeah. lot of it, it sounds so easy. It really does sound so easy. Until you're in it and you realize the work that is necessary to really heal. Um, and I think you're always healing. You're always, I mean, I, that was ingrained in me, that mm-hmm. whole roller coaster ride. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I just can't get on the roller coaster. I just can't. Because if I do get on the roller coaster, I'll get sucked back in. So I have to avoid roller coasters at all costs. Well, you, you think that you, if you I, got you know on what? a roller I don't coaster? know because roller, every roller coaster is different. I think the roller coaster looks like the little, you know, I don't know, the eagle. Yeah. And it's a, what is the eagle, like wooden or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, that's my that's my interpretation of a roller coaster. And then I'm like, oh, wait, there's this other one. Well, this doesn't look like a roller coaster because it's metal. And it, yeah. like, zigzags and does other things. So that's not really a roller coaster. Then you get on it, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit, same shit, same feeling. Yeah. But, I mean, but but they all have the similar things in common, They right? do, but do you, you, you really? You go up high. Yeah. You go, <laughs> you, you feel like your stomach's going to come out. You know, you might throw up if you just ate. <laughs> at the end of the ride, you stand in line for a long-ass time to get on this thing. Yes. And at the end of the ride, you haven't gone anywhere. Well, now you know. I know the, the questions to ask. Do okay. you go up and down? Do you zigzag? 
Do you go? Do you turn to upside down? How fast do you go? Because yeah. all of those things are going yeah. to indicate to me now whether or not you're a roller coaster or a train ride, right? Yeah. I didn't have those tools before. These are I things that you ask it. about the relationship, not to the person. Correct. Okay. Okay. I just. Okay. Yeah, I don't I just, actually come with a. Yeah. Do you go up and down? Um, do you go up and down? <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, in what um, situation? Yeah. What? Well, is she flirting with me? <laughs> um, do right, you like this. to go upside down? <laughs> um, what, yeah. So. I don't, I, I, we, that's it. We're, we're done. Oh, we're, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I think that's. I think I we've we've captured the history, the past, and I think we've captured the present and the future. I mean, because yeah. for now on, I don't know about you, no, but no, I'm only no more riding, I'm riding trains. Okay. See, there you go. Good. Did you get? All, did I get all your questions asked? Was I a good um, guest? We're, of course. Okay. Good. I what was keep, I going to say? I can no. keep my job. You can keep your job. Maybe we'll touch on some of these other things at another point. Because we're getting. We're getting, we're getting long. We're okay. getting long, but that was that was good, and Thanks. so now people have more insight. And I think it was good of you to share those things. So because I think people sometimes listen to this, or or some or, or a lot of times people don't talk about these things. Like you didn't talk about. Nobody knew how you were, you know, what your experience was right. until you, you know, until you shared it. And then I think a lot of people may see themselves in that. And then, and then I think the people who who are not again not in relationships like that, when you look at people and go, well, why are they making that stupid choice? It's like, do you think that they want to be there? You know, it's like when what we do with weight loss, it's like, why don't they just stop eating? It's like, do you think that person wants to be that? There's something deeper that goes on. You can't just say, oh, well, they should just stop eating. I mean, well, if they stop, you know, I mean, eating is like how they're gaining the weight, but it goes so much more deeper than that. Right. And also, you know, when you know somebody in a situation, and a lot of times, you know, people frown upon divorce, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not like, I mean, it's not a badge of honor, Mm -hmm. but when you say, well, why couldn't you stick it out or you just hang in there? It's like, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes and you don't know the reason why some people have to leave and have to get out Yeah, and then have to learn from their mistakes, you know? And and there's more divorce, I guess, than, you know, when my parents were you know, in previous generations, but there are a whole lot of fucking miserable people too. Right. You know, that right. were just, you right. know, just like. And I don't think we, and I, I want to reiterate, we are not pro-divorce. We're not like just no. fucking end it when it's things suck. But when you're in an abusive situation and we mm-hmm. have both talked about our extremely toxic relationships, somebody has to make the call and stop yeah. the cycle of abuse. Absolutely. Let's see. All right. So we're going to stop. We're going to stop it here. We're done. We're done. All right. So for Too Fit to Be Tied, I'm Jerome. I'm Constance. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You're not going to say just I had to say, that was it. That was my last statement. You normally say bye. I know. I was trying to switch it up. Okay. You got to get the last word, so go ahead. I know. Thanks thanks for listening. (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) 